Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening. This is Joelle, and I'm the Vibrarian, and I am so excited to be back for a new series of episodes of the Psychic Inside Show. I absolutely love doing these interviews because I get to connect with so many amazing people. Now, the intention is that as people share their journey with us as the listeners, that you will begin to recognize or see things that are familiar with your experience to help you come to a deeper understanding of your own gifts and abilities. I believe that everyone is psychic. You just don't realize it yet. (laughs) So I am back for a new season of interviews, and I could not be happier. This show airs on the Blog Talk Radio Network. It's part of the Vibrary Collective Programming, and you can always catch these episodes when they are going live on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You can stream this through the Vibrary on Blog Talk, or you can even give us a call, 646-787-8436. That is a live line. If you have a comment or a question for the guest of the evening, please do just press the hash or pound key and one, that lets me know that you want to come on the air and I will bring you in as soon as possible. Now, I would invite you to connect with me and the group of community that I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe. You can follow me on social media at The Vibrarian, and that is B as in vibration, I-B-E as in energy. R-A-R-I-A-N. And yes, that is like a high vibe librarian. So I am all about elevating, enlightening, and empowering. And this conversation that I'm having this evening is definitely going to contribute to all of those goals. So I love to travel. And everywhere I go, I try to patronize businesses that are metaphysical. I love to go and shop from people who are artisans, craftsmen, uh, you know, people who are using their particular skills and abilities to reach out to people in a way that's very holistic. So I was in Gulf Shores a few weeks ago at this beautiful little spot called a Coastal Zen. Great shop. I'd been in there multiple times during my time down at Gulf Shores. I loved the energy there, and I was looking for some crystal singing bowls to add to my collection. Well, as I'm sitting there one afternoon, the store got really busy, and in and amongst the group of people who came in, these two gentlemen came in and began shopping. And of course, me and my buddy, we were doing our shopping. And so we noticed that they were over there doing their shopping. So of course, unfortunately, my ears are really well tuned. And I overheard Reiki as a conversation between the gentleman and the store owner. And so that perked my ears up because I was getting ready to have Reiki with the owner, Stan, that afternoon. So, you know, I was trying to not be rude, but clearly they were talking about something that was of interest to me. And I thought to myself, well, we could just have a little Reiki share right here in the store. So when they had a pause in the conversation, I intruded my little self 
in and introduce myself and said, hey, everybody's talking about Reiki. I want to talk about Reiki, too. So the patient and kind gentleman that I ran into is my guest on the show this evening, and I was delighted to discover that he was from Atlanta and was in Gulf Shores just like I was in Gulf Shores just for other circumstances. So it took me traveling all the way out of the state to meet this brother who's in my backyard, literally, in Atlanta. And at that point, I knew that I wanted to have a conversation. And of course, since that time, I've encountered this gentleman in different ways. But for right now, let me just pause to introduce everyone to my guest this evening, Arthur Jarman. And he is with Solistic Energy Lifting. Arthur Thank you for agreeing to come on to kick off this new season. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me. I am still humbled that uh, you invited me to this space. So thank you so much for inviting me. Well, were you as surprised as I was to bump into another ATLian down in Gulf Shores? (laughs) Oh, yes, I was. I was extremely surprised. And um, the beauty in you being in tuned with the conversation uh, to find out that um, you also knew about Reiki. A lot of people, they don't know a lot about Reiki. So when you find those people that know about Reiki, you just kind of stick to them. So, um, yeah, I was just super-duper excited that, one, you were in our backyard Two, you actually knew about Reiki, and then three, you were just all just full of energy, just as the same as we were. So, absolutely. Yes, the vibe really does attract your tribe. Like we were all like kind of geeked out on on Reiki, having this long conversation. Yes. But you know, I love the fact that you are practicing in energy healing. Now, we're talking about we were down in Gulf Shores. Alabama, and, of course, Atlanta. Are you from the South? I am from the South. I am a native of Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Okay, a true, uh, as they say, what, dirty South, (laughs) Alabama, Georgia, Florida. True dirty South. (laughs) (laughs) So how does one just, I'm sure one does not necessarily pop out fully formed into the hospital of Birmingham, Alabama as a practicing energy healer. It was your start out with spirituality connected to your energy healing gifts or did you have a different experience as a child? Well, as a child, uh, I grew up in the church, and uh, my father was our pastor. So um, I grew up in a church where everything was just spiritual. And um, it was one night I discovered that I could see people standing over me as I slept. And um, the next morning, I could see those faces vividly. And I would tell my dad about it, and uh, we would take trips to his mother's home, and I would look at photo albums, and these would be of people that have passed on before, people that I've never met before. Mm -hmm. So um, 
you know, I knew that there was a gift and my parents knew that there was a gift, but at that time they did not know what to do with that gift and neither did I. So I just grew up just still seeing things, um, not just seeing things and then just begin to feel things. Like uh, I didn't know that it was empath energy. I just felt funny. That's what we would call it. I just feel funny. I just feel like something's icky or something is off. So I didn't know about those different feelings. And finding out about those feelings when I was little, nobody could really tell me about it. So just growing up in church, we were just told to give everything to God. And when I began to give those those feelings and everything to God, I did not get the answer that I wanted. And the answer that I received was, was you, you're going to have to use these gifts. Well, I, a, a seven-year-old <laughs> doesn't know how to use that on, mm. um, on toys that he's playing with. So mm-hmm. I had to just really learn just some things a little bit later on in life that would help me with these gifts. Now, when uh, the faith that you were practicing, was it like a, I don't know, I guess you would call a Pentecostal type of faith where there was like movement of the spirit or laying on of hands or prophet uh, prophecy within the context of your experience? I don't know how you knew, but you knew it. Um, we We grew up very Pentecostal. Uh, Apostolic Faith Mission is where we grew up, and we believe in having those old tent revivals. And uh, a part of those old tent revivals, they used to have one night where uh, mm. they would just lay on hands of people in the community, and, you know, they would not be sick anymore or they wouldn't have to use their canes anymore. And I was mm-hmm. always fascinated with that. And I was fascinated with it because I knew eventually one day that I would be doing something like that. Mm-hmm. But as I grew up later on, I did not know that it was not going to be, quote, unquote, as a part of the church as I thought that it would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, in your family, you say so your father was a pastor. Did he also have a similar, do you think he had similar gifts, or do you know if he had similar gifts? to you that he was using in his ministry? Well, my father was what we would call a seeing prophet. Mm -hmm. And um, my father would be able to see different things in people and in situations. And uh, the church would call it a seeing prophet, but we would probably call it a seer or psychic. And he could see those things, but he didn't really call that gift a gift. He just said that, oh, I just know how to talk to people. So he Mm -hmm. never really cultivated that gift. But we had gifts throughout our families, but we just never really acknowledged them because we were told that they were bad to use. So, um, yeah, coming from a gifted family like that and being told that you're not supposed to use it and the only place that you can use it was in church was, was really contradictory using it at church. So that that's a whole other subject. Right. But um <laughs> right. it was just it, it's just a gifted family. I come from a gifted family. Even on my mom's side, um, they were uh root working women and uh because they were root working women 
they were able to heal that baby that was down the street that was near death with herbs, mm-hmm. or they were able to say certain prayers, but we all called it a part of the church. Mm-hmm. And for, uh, would you also share, uh, you know, we could have a conversation about this, but just share briefly, when you talk about root work, uh, for our audience, which is international. Yay, thank you, listeners. But let's talk about what root work is in the context of healing, faith, uh, you know, kind of where we're sitting at the intersection of this conversation. Awesome. So root workers, or what we would call root workers, were women that used middle passage medicine. And that is with different herbs that they used um, back around slavery time where they could get a piece of pine leaf and just wrap it around a wound and that wound would be healed. Or they Mm -hmm. knew that they can go out within their backyards or something that they were growing and it could cure a cold or it could cure colic from a baby. So Mm -hmm. a root worker is a person that we would call essentially now a holistic practitioner that Mm -hmm. only deals with the modalities of using herbs. So that's basically or essentially the same thing. That's very much my understanding of it as well. And, you know, to cross-cultural it, it would be like what came to be known as witches in Europe. Yes. Or the herb women, the wise woman of the village, if you're talking about indigenous people. And it was not always as feminine, you know, uh, again, because it was those that were connected with plant and herb energy and as medicine. And that was passed yes. on through lineage by by touch, by being in nature, by working with those things, the original medicine before pharmacopoeia, you know, took over. Yes. So, you know, uh, that's one of those things that you find in the American South is that we hear the term root worker, and it can cover a lot of practices, you know, because you're working in some cases with oils and candles and intentions and energies and animal. You know what I'm saying? There's a a lot of ways that that is expressed, but basically it is a nature-based connection to healing. And as you were speaking, like the church does not have a place for that in its theology in terms of modern Christianity, but functionally people are still going to go to, you know, we had Miss Corrine who made her little possum juice that we everybody in the church would go get a mason jar when you had a cold and you just didn't ask too much was, was in it, but it made that cold go away. You know, so absolutely. <laughs> that sounds like absolutely. your experience. Did you learn some things then from your family? <laughs> so the um, things that I learned from my big mama mm-hmm. uh, were a couple of things that I I grew up with, but I did not know until I got into this life exactly what that was. Um, we grew up uh, taking things be- uh, because we we were eating the wrong things at the time, and we grew up learning about what asphyxitive is. Have you ever heard of asphyxitive? Mm-mm. <laughs> so asphyxitive is something that we use to actually clean our guts with, 
and it is something to help to pass like worms and, and different mm-hmm. things that we have or different parasites. So mm-hmm. uh, when we were growing up as kids, uh, because we would eat so many Cool Pops uh, a lot of mm-hmm. times that different sugar would formulate and we mm-hmm. weren't able to have a clean gut. So uh, she would give us things like asphysitive. Um, I learned uh, different things like like that. And uh, before it even came out about when women would uh, need uh, to nurse their child and uh, they were having problems with their breasts that you would mm-hmm. put cabbage on your cabbage breasts, on you. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, just different things and learning how, like, fever few, that that mm-hmm. actually breaks up a fever. Uh, mm-hmm. I learned a lot of that from uh, my big mama. And uh, the things that I saw as far as, you know, being at church with her a lot, I would see her, you know, saying certain prayers, certain prayers of the Psalms, which Mm -hmm. there is a book that they have now called Power of the Psalms. And Mm. I noticed that when I started reading some of those passages in the books, that these were some of the same Psalms that she was reading as far as protection over her, protection over herself, protection over her family. I noticed that, you know, that played a major part in that. And um, I also noticed, too, that growing up, some some of the superstitions that we thought were superstitions were actually uh, holistically proper to do. Mm. Um, just mm-hmm. like um, in the South, uh, if you grew up in the South, in the country, I would say, uh, mm-hmm. for uh, New Year's uh, mm-hmm. Eve or uh, the very first day of New Year's, you would have a man to walk through your home, and he has mm-hmm. to go through all of the areas of your home for good luck. Mm-hmm. So um, I, we learned I about those things. When I came down here. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, um, you know, just having a cat to run through your home, uh, and then that is a symbol of good luck. So I, I took all of those little traditions and once I took those traditions and just started writing those things down and just really start paying attention to them and just saying, wow, this is a part of a culture that was lost but not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I took a lot of that. Now, on my that, that's my big mama that was on my mother's side. But on my father's side, they are – they pay attention. They do a lot of people watching. Mm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with people watching, you know, they kind of tell like by their body language mm-hmm. and yeah. just kind of some of the certain things that they're going to do. They are very observant mm-hmm. and they could have a conversation with you and not say anything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they have, they had this different language where the brothers and the sisters would be able to talk to each other and not say anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was just so amazing to me. Um, I was told that their father taught them how to do that, and Mm -hmm. which was my grandfather. Mm -hmm. So um, I tried to do that with my sister. It just didn't work. (laughs) 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 We 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 would just always have to just say, you know what, this is what I'm saying. Uh, This is what I'm thinking about. But, you know, it it was just always that. But with all of that, 
all of that mixed up in this big old pot that I have. And then I include my own things and even my own awakening. It's just so much that I have learned and so much that I grew up with and that I paid attention to. And that's now coming back to my memory. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I go back and I look at a book that I'm reading. I'm like, wait a minute, I've done this before. I've done this with Big Mama before. So Mm -hmm. it's just a lot of different things that I I take with me and I cherish. And I want to, I don't have any children, but I want to be able to pass that along to my nieces and my nephews so Mm -hmm. that this culture does not get lost and that they know that it has a name to this culture. Mm. And so that's like very much your, even your own family culture, not even like, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, geographic culture. It's like, you know, those things that your grandfather taught his, you know, the culture of telepathic communication, right? Mm -hmm. The culture of Mm -hmm. uh, positive empathy use. Right, like using your spidey senses to, you know, for your family to conduct business with in a way that is protective. I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, Faith and spirituality and root work, it's like your own unique family culture that you are uh, emerging from this space. Now, as an empathic child then, uh, and you said that you, it was not necessarily supported to be doing these things, did you have a, a church hurt, as I think Leah said on the show, uh, one of the guests talked about those who are church hurt, where they experience some form of painful separation or disfellowship, if you will, either by choice or by response from their spiritual spiritual walk. Did you experience anything painful in your formative years? Um, no, not as far as from my spiritual walk because I was at that time obligated to do whatever the church needed me to do, even if that meant shutting down my gift. Okay. So I was that dedicated to it. So I didn't experience church hurt on that end. Okay. And so then your emergence into a more psychic life, if you will, versus a church life, was that then just a very natural, was it a departure or was it an integration it was an integration, um, and that awakening happened for me about maybe four to five years ago, and this happened current at my current church that I'm a part of right now um, mm-hmm. because when I left Birmingham, I left uh, my father's church, and I ended up attending a church here, and um, what happened to me was I was in what we call – praise and worship where all the music and everything was going mm-hmm. and you know the vibe was just real high and um there was a point of time in that praise and worship where my ancestors came to me of mm-hmm. uh, american native you know all of my different ancestors of every tribe mm-hmm. and um we were all doing the same thing at once 
Mm-hmm. And um, it freaked me out because I, I had mm-hmm. shut that gift down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking to myself, like, hey, um, what is this? So let me go talk to my pastor about it. So mm-hmm. I talked to my pastor about it. And my pastor, he told me, he says, well, um, I'm so happy that you came to me with this. But I, I'm so happy that you'll be able to use this gift but let me send you somewhere or send you to someone that can mm-hmm. help you recultivate your gift. And my pastor was completely open to it. And had he not been open to it, this would be a completely different conversation. Okay. So um, I ended up meeting my, my first teacher. And my first teacher, um, her name was Badori, and uh, she helped me to – and she's here in Atlanta – yeah. She uh, actually helped me to uh, open up and even more. We even went through just uh, the period of when I had shut down and just mm-hmm. rededicating myself back to my gift, back to my craft. And when I learned how to do all of that, I took a course uh, with her. It was a holistic practitioner course, mm-hmm. a holistic healing practitioner course. And once I learned the things that I needed to learn, I went back to my pastor, explained to him exactly what I went through and what was the process. We discussed it over dinner. Mm -hmm. He was so excited about it. He told me, he says, well, there are other people in our church that are just like you. Mm -hmm. And we formed a holistic healers circle at my church. Not to say that we were different than anybody else. But right. these people that share the same experiences in an integrated setting um, mm-hmm. so so that we can talk about those experiences and, and what we're feeling. And then we could bring those things to our church because church is changing. Yeah. And because church is changing, um, I don't know about anybody else's church, but my church, they've integrated different things like meditation and they've integrated different things as far as like, you know, welcoming our ancestors and uh, giving them homage. And, you know, even we set, we had one Sunday where we set up an altar, an ancestor altar for um, our Black History Month for honoring our ancestors that have gone on for us. It was a beautiful service. Mm-hmm. So it's slowly being integrated and people are seeing, wow, I could do this. And wow, I was feeling this way and I felt like I was psychic too so I'm not a bad person so we're relearning a lot of different things and I think that it's time that we start relearning but I hope that that answered your question oh um, absolutely absolutely and it's very very uh what are you going to say energizing and uplifting to have you talk about church is changing and then have a livid experience of a different relationship within the context of a church faith. Like, so you're moving into this new spirituality in a way that I personally am not, I have not, because I would say I'm not churched. I'm a preacher's child, a church musician, retired, you know what I mean? I've done church, (laughs) but I don't do church. Mm -hmm. It is part of my practice more. And 
thankfully I've moved beyond a place of like uh, animosity or problem with my relationship with religious, you know, institutions, thankfully, uh, because it is a beautiful container. So it helps Mm -hmm. me to see where the future is going, where there is not going to be the compartmentalization of aspects of self that are supposedly wrong or bad, right? right? So it's like religion is moving to a more holistic place in some arenas, okay, in some some arenas. So I think that's very cool. And just for our listeners so that you know, Bidori is a well-known community leader and way shower, and we are working to get her scheduled for an upcoming interview on this show. So you will have an opportunity to learn more about her holistic and healing circles and the type of dynamic that she had with Arthur Arthur, and all of the other things that she does as well. I think it's really cool that your pastor referred you out to the spiritual realm instead of, like, referring mm-hmm. you to the deacon board. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and- so- is that how you encountered sorry, Reiki was through your your uh, learning with Bedori, or had you had Reiki before? Like, how did the, that move along into your integrated state? I didn't know. Bedori told me about it, and I didn't know what she was saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, Ray, what? Right. <laughs> and, you know, once she began to explain to me exactly what Reiki was, it's like my mind went back to those tent revivals mm-hmm. and it connected me back to the place where I said, I could see myself doing this. So um, she, once she kind of took that place back to where I was and how I could use it now, it was just, uh, a, a beautiful and amazing thing. So yes, to answer your question, that is exactly how I found out about Reiki. Well, not only did you do Yusui, but you've got Karuna and I'm sure some other variations of Reiki and energy healing, you know, modalities, if you will. They're kind of like uh, different flavors of the same Kool-Aid, if you will, but uh, it's very good (laughs) to... You know, we're going quantum. We're no longer just like one modality individuals, right? So, uh, you know, you really took to it with like gusto and found a pathway because you've already stepped into like full-time business, have you not, with your energy lifting? Yes. Yes, I have. It's a full-time business. That's my baby. (laughs) <laughs> well, and you have like not just a baby, you got like a toddler, uh, you know, like you've got um, a lot of things going on with your structure. So let's talk about. I love the name Solistic. Uh, for to connect with Arthur, you can find him under the moniker Solistic Energy Lifting, and that's S O U L I S T I C. Energy lifting, and he's on Facebook, Instagram. Are you on TikTok too? No, I'm not on TikTok yet. Okay, well, um, they can find you, and of course, we'll be linking to his contact information in the notes to this show uh, when you listen to it on the replay. 
But um, how did uh, solistic as a term come uh, to be your brand moniker? Well, um, I knew um, that I needed to start a business, and I knew that I needed a name for the business, and um, I was messing around with one of my friends just talking about the business, and um, he says, well, what do you you want the name of the business to be? And I said, I really don't know because I do a lot of soul work. So we started playing Mm -hmm. with different words and uh, coming up with different acronyms, but they didn't sound right. Hmm. So um, then he says, so we know that it's going to have something with soul in it. I say, yeah, I'm African-American, so it's got to have soul to it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so um, it, I, I, don't, I don't know what, what is the other piece that I'm missing. So he asked me, he said, so what do you do? So I start explaining what I did, and he said, so that's from a holistic approach. And um, I said, well, yeah, it's a holistic approach. And he says, oh, okay. So I think we said it at the same time. If I'm not mistaken, we said it at the same time. And then we started to put it on paper. And Mm -hmm. uh, once we started to put it on paper, then it became alive like a butterfly. And it just started taking off uh, ever since then, holistic energy lifting. Um, so it, it just, it rose, it rose above the clouds. Uh, so listening <laughs> is one of the things that, um, I, I never, I never saw that coming. And because I never saw that coming, that was a huge blessing for me because it ended up saving me to, uh, allow me to have a space for me. Um, mm. and a lot of people, they, they don't have spaces for themselves, so Solistic is my sanctuary. It is my space uh, for me. And um, I was able to just help people through this space. So it's Solistic Energy Lifting, the best energy lifting that you can get in the world. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I definitely have been lifting, uh, you know, with uh, the positivity of our connection since we met. And so you, that definitely is a truth, and I can definitely say it resonates. <laughs> yeah. As a masculine gender polarity in terms of uh, physical expression. Growing up in the South as an empath, are you, uh, A, what was your experience like? And are your clients, are they people who are dealing with undiagnosed empathy, if you will, or, you know, unacknowledged empathy? Uh, they've got a bad case of the empath, you know what I mean? Like, or uh, is like your experience of learning to manage the energetic flow of information that you were processing, does that play into then your healing services now? Yes, it does. Every time someone gets healed, I get healed too. We go through every session together as far as like my healing, me and healing, we are connected and we Mm -hmm. go hand in hand with, with that person and a true healer. Every time that they go through healing, 
with someone, it is a reflection of themselves. Mm-hmm. And they are actually healing reflections of themselves every time that they lay on the table, that they speak, that they play a sound bowl, for that is a reflection. So go- growing up in the South, um, all Southern men were taught to be macho. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, that was not my case. Um, mm-hmm. I was not macho. I was a church boy that was queer. So it mm-hmm. was difficult for me to have all of these experiences and to juggle my divine feminine and my divine male energy all together. Mm -hmm. And getting all of these downloads, they came with such power and such a huge validity to me that I was confused, Mm -hmm. Um, not by my sexuality, but by spirituality. Like, mm-hmm. if this is real, is this the thing that I'm feeling? And uh, am I crazy? Mm-hmm. And um, I remember uh, going to the doctor with my parents uh, at the age of 15, and they diagnosed me with being depressed and having anxiety often mm-hmm. um, because I was going through some spiritual stuff. Even the church couldn't see it mm-hmm. uh, because they didn't want to. Right. So do I meet people that are experiencing the same thing? Absolutely. Every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every day I'm meeting someone, uh, counseling with someone Mm -hmm. about something that they're feeling, and it reminds me of my stories that I feel uh, Mm -hmm. every time every nightmare that I've had or every paranoid feeling that I've had or every Mm -hmm. voice that I've heard, um, I had to relive some of those situations all over. But the difference is I know what that is now. Mm -hmm. And because I know what it is, I know that that spirit, and sometimes we have a hard time adapting to and how spirit relates to us. So I hope that that answers your question um, about that about that question that you just asked me. Yes, I mean it absolutely does. You know, I'm, I'm just listening intently, and of course, then relating my own experience. You know, um, the the empathy seems to be the one that people are most out of balance with that brings them kind of into a crisis. But even as I say that, I'm thinking, well, no, because if you're hearing voices, that can kind of be a hard thing to process too. But a lot of people are drowning their empathy, especially children who are in stressful environments where they're highly empathic and they're processing the emotions of the family or home residents. Um, for mm-hmm. highly sensitive who are in school situations, it can be very stressful and anxiety-inducing um, to be in those overwhelming environments when you don't realize that it is actually extrasensory uh, perceptions mm-hmm. that are overloading or that you don't have a place to talk about. And I think, thankfully, because of yourself and the new, the pay, people who are parenting and teaching the younger generations that come in very, very open, 
it's like each generation is getting more strongly manifested in their sensing abilities. Um, and so mm-hmm. being able to be the pathway of connection to them to show them what that looks like is, uh, you know, to me it's very encouraging because I'm almost 50 and I know you're not nearly 50. So, you know, you're at least a couple generations <laughs> behind me. <laughs> you, you well, know, thank between, you. Between but I'm me close and to the 50. ones. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but uh, generationally speaking, like, you know, the kind of church experience that, you know, you're having now at your age is definitely not the kind of church experience. And it is going to be a much different spiritual experience for the kids in 15 years as well. You know, so the fact that we're having what they used to call emotional intelligence, well, now we're having empathic intelligence conversations. It's just as revolutionary as it was when businesses started talking about health and well-being in the 80s. You know, uh, meditation in school and meditation in church, that's revolutionary. Like, who moved my cheese, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They were on to something when they did the Jane Fonda workouts. I'm telling how old I am now. Okay. <laughs> because now, Jane Fonda would take those moments where she would just say, okay, all right, we're going to cool down and just breathe and just breathe and just breathe. I could just remember, you know, uh, during those times that even as I watched my mom work out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, she would just kind of decompress. Mm-hmm. And, I never knew exactly what she was going through or what what exactly happened, but I knew that I could feel it, whatever mm-hmm. it was, whether mm-hmm. it was dealing with work, whether it was dealing with her marriage, whether it was dealing with her kids' finances. I knew that I could feel it. So mm-hmm. I know if I felt that, how many other kids are feeling the mm-hmm. woes of their parents? Mm-hmm. Right. And how many other kids are going to bed burdened with their parents on, we don't know how we're going to go through this. These kids are going through real-life adult situations now. They're not Mm -hmm. kids anymore. So that's why the surge of energy, the way that it is, it gives them an adult manifestation as a child. Mm-hmm. And when they receive adult manifestations as children, you know, sometimes they know how to deal with it, but then sometimes they don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had even kids, to, I've even had parents, uh, they bring their kids over to me and, you know, we talk and we discuss some different things and we consult on different things. And as I listen to the child the child sounds like that they are at least within their mid-20s, but mm-hmm. they're every bit of 13 years old. Right. Right. I so speak to so many who, who like, seeing, it, like, young kids, like, six and seven, who are talking about the conversations they're having, and I recognize that they're having the conversations with spirit. You know, because I could tell how they're talking, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? And so, like, to be able to not, uh, as you said, fear bash it or anything, suppress it, to recognize it, 
Um, you said mm-hmm. that you have parents who bring, you know, their situation with their children in. Like, what would you say the demographic of your typical client for an energy, you know, for energy? I know you have a lot of different services, but let's say if you had to categorize your most predominant and frequent client. If I had to, they are African-American, and they are younger African-Americans that grew up in the church but don't understand. They just heard of somebody by the name of Arthur that could help. So when they come to me, Mm -hmm. when they come to me, they're already on the fritz about whatever it is because they have to acknowledge to themselves, I brought myself over to a healer, root worker, shaman, whatever I want to call him. You know, I, I brought my child over to them because I knew that the therapist would not work because the therapist would probably try to put my children on all of these different medications. But let me see if it's something else. And when I have the conversation with the child, the conversation with the child is more pleasant than it is with the adult. Mm, right. The thing about resistance, right? The adult oh have resistance. Yes. This is a challenging thing to begin to tell a person, look, there's a reason that when you go into your office across from this coworker, pre-COVID, right, why your head begins mm-hmm. hurting. It's because that person mm-hmm. is in a foul mood and they're generating this field of negativity across the hall from you. That is, you know, a conversation that an adult mind may yes. not be as receptive to. But a younger right. mind that's less structured is, you know, they're like, mm-hmm. I knew it. Man, I knew it. Every time that cat came around me, man, it was like my vibration. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're mm-hmm. not resistant to it. You can say anything pretty much, and it's not necessarily going to shock these minds that are, you know, coming right. in, these beings that are coming in. And we really are meant to be at the intersection of that, between, you know, holding space yes. from our experience yes. to their experience contributing, like you said, contributing what you have done as healing and continue to do as healing to the betterment of those who wish to look at what you've done and how you've changed and shifted yourself. You know, that's to me really what it's all about, you know. Uh, And so I love seeing that. Now, you have a lot of different ways that you are manifesting this uh, sharing of your gift of energy healing and your gift of your own personal journey. And not only do you see private clients and have services that people can book directly with you, you have uh, meditation Tuesdays, right? Is that the day it's on Tuesdays? Tuesdays and Thursdays, yes. Tuesdays and Thursdays. So tell me about Meditation Tuesdays. It's for those who are in the Atlanta area. It is an in-person event, right? Yes, it is. It's in person. And it's at, um, we call it Meditation on Memorial. And it is located at uh, Stone Mountain Mall. And it's right there off of Memorial Drive. 
And um, we host those meditations there every Tuesday, every Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. So it is uh, no meditation is ever the same. We use uh, the healing modalities of guided meditation and soundbowl therapy. And uh, with the guided meditations, um, if you've never learned how to meditate or you just say, hey, listen, I don't know how to meditate, no problem. We guide you through that meditation, through every step of your meditation. Mm -hmm. And I use a lot of uh, visualization tactics uh, Mm -hmm. within the meditations so that you can visualize. And and, um, I like to work with pictures, and you can picture yourself uh, in a place or in a space. Um, that will help you to meditate on a higher level and on a higher standard. So um, we have those there at that mall. And when I tell you, um, it is never the same. Mm-hmm. The the tribe there is just so amazing and so loving. And uh, we'd like to welcome you out to our tribe. Okay, so Meditation on Memorial on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 And that is Memorial Drive for those who live in the Atlanta area. And uh, you're going to be on the 285 end of, uh, well, you'll be deeper really than 285 end of, uh, you'll be way out the extension on Memorial Drive as you go out from Town Center. It'll be on the right at Stone Mountain Mall. And I will say when I went over to your event, I had not been in that mall in a long time like maybe 15 years, and it was so much improved in my last recollection. You know, it was very uh, bright and airy. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Uh, I I mean, I'm just being real as I could be that, you know, my expectations were exceeded because uh, the inside had been, you know, definitely upgraded. It's very spacious. You had a community space there that you were using for your other event that is your holistic fair, right? So, like, okay, talk to us about the holistic fair. So the holistic experience, oh, my God, um, you were there at our very first one that we did in July. So uh, it's, we brought it back by popular demand. So we're, we're coming back again this Saturday from 9 to 3. And, oh, my God, we have a power-packed day planned for the 28th, um, which is going to be this coming Saturday. And the amazing part about it is it is absolutely free to the public. We've got holistic vendors that are going to be there. We've got holistic and wellness classes that we'll be hosting there every hour starting at 9. Um, so it is going to be amazing. Can I tell you just a, about a little bit about the other classes that are going to be there too? Is that okay? Well, I yeah, definitely wanted to know who was on the uh, lineup on Saturday starting at 9 because last time I just popped in to do a little shopping sweep and I spent way too much money, okay, but – uh, I did not get a chance to uh, catch any of the programming. I guess I didn't realize that I hadn't keyed into that when I had looked at your flyers and stuff and, you know, distractedly, my bad, because you had it out there. I just didn't see it. So who's on deck for this Saturday? Okay, so let me tell you who I have on deck. So yours truly is going to open us up 
with uh, morning meditation, and that's going to be from 9 to 9.30. And then at 9.30, I have energetic movement classes, which we're going to teach you how to move energetically and move the energy in your body after you do your meditation. So it's going to be some comprehensive things that you can take home, and that's going to be done by uh, Queen Ashley. And at nine, well, at 10, we've got uh, juicing classes done by Healing Vibes. And then mm-hmm. at 11, we've got some yoga. If you missed the yoga class the last time, uh, Miss Khadija, she is just so wonderful. She just took her time with everybody in the yoga class. FYI, my mom took that yoga class. And mm. my mom has been dying to get into yoga. So she's actually coming back this Saturday just to take, well, first of all, hopefully to see me. But she said, I just need to know if the yoga lady is going to be there. So, uh, yeah, she's going to be taking yoga from uh, Khadijah. And then at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, we've got uh, holistic skincare. And at 1 o'clock, we have, um, oh, my God, Um, I did my interview with her today. Her name is uh, Sonia from Wellness Vibes. She's mm-hmm. going to have a complete class on holistic massages. So I didn't know that there was a difference in, like, just the massages, but she's going to mm-hmm. be talking to people about holistic massages. So that is going to be wonderful. And then at 2 o'clock, we have sacral chakra movement. My God, we had an amazing time with that class the last time, just working with our sacral chakra. And her name is Jada LaPearl, and she's going to be there, and she's going to teach us how to move that sacral chakra. And at 3 o'clock, hopefully you'll get the opportunity to take a part in our healing circle, and that is going to be held by none other than Badori, uh, who is my master teacher. Mm-hmm. So uh, she will definitely be there, and then we're going to have that healing circle, and hopefully we'll be able to pick ourselves up off of the floor and go home after that. But um, right. it's just going to be a great time. We've got vendors that are going to be there from uh, vegan food vendors to uh, crystal uh, people that have crystals. If you need some more crystals, uh, I know that we're going to have some uh, holistic clothing vendors uh, and much, much more. So we got a power Let me clear my throat. on Saturday. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You clean there. your throat. You clean your throat. Yeah, you're yeah, going to be there, too. Yeah, the, you know, I'm a registered <laughs> vendor, so the vibrarian, I will be out at Arthur's Holistic Fair Saturday um, with a booth and a vendor table. I will have my oracle cards and also my energy sprays and um, also we're going to be accompanied by uh, Kay the Other Way, artist Nikki Byram, who is going to be there with a selection of her hand-painted beautiful things like journals and incense boxes. She's just amazing. So we are going to be having space out with Arthur's from the Vibrate Collection. We're going on the road to go talk with our brothers and sisters out in DeKalb from the uh, the Elevation Station. So I'm really excited because uh, I, I really encountered so many vendors 
but let me just say Atlanta's a big town, but it's a small town. So like you can really begin to frequent circles where you know people and it's like a very large circle of the same people. But what I discovered through you is like a whole new extensive network where there's intersections like Bedori and you know, folks like that you I know but didn't know were connected to you. So I love mm-hmm. that because it's like this whole offshoot community now of good vibe tribe who are doing their thing and we get to kind of like bring those threads of connection together because the vibration is the same frequency and that is all about love and as Arthur would say energy lifting, right? So listen yes. energy lifting. Energy lifting. Yeah, so I'll be out there, Arthur. I'm very much looking forward to doing some readings. And, I, you know, it's like, okay, I've got to get a space near the room so that I can come in and out of the room because I don't want to miss the programming. I'm like, do I want to participate <laughs> and go be in the audience or I need to go man my booth? I mean, it's very challenging. But I, I love well, that you're you know, out you're not there. the only vendor. You're not the only vendor that feels that way, so don't don't feel bad. I even had a couple of vendors to call me and just say, you know, I think I'm just gonna come I did, yes. because I don't want to miss anything, but I still want to vend though. I, I said, so you just have to make that decision, but right. you know, it, it's gonna be great. Well, it definitely is. You really, uh, you know, uh, Bedore was uh, hard at work doing her beautiful Reiki sessions, and there were some other practitioners there that had space with her. I saw singing bowls and sound healing instruments, and, um, you know, I had brought many products. I think I wound up buying more, you know, four or five, six things just from going for an hour and a half, I think. Including your spray, mm-hmm. your I love your little spray, and uh, I'm still <laughs> saving my uh, bath salt for like a special occasion. It's so pretty and blue, okay. I don't want to use it. <laughs> well, don't worry, um, I've got more. Um, so yeah, we we made uh, actually a new one for this event. It's called Rediscover. So uh, I can't wait until you actually smell and see this one, too. It's kind of like a lilac purple, but it's Mm -hmm. got an amazing, an amazing lavender smell to it that'll just blow you away. So, yeah, it it is completely amazing. So I can't wait until you try that one. I've seen evidence of your generational root work uh, inheritance in your sprays and salt, you know what I'm saying? You're doing your thing with the material realm. You're doing your thing with the spiritual realm in terms of the energy work that you're doing. What else is important for people to know from your perspective about your journey discovering your gifts and abilities of spirit? Well, one of the things that is important is healing. Um, I didn't realize that it was going to take a lot for me to heal. Uh, <laughs> being a fixer and being a controller, the mm. type of person that I used to be, I thought mm. that, you know, if I just took one class, that was it. I thought that if I did <laughs> one meditation, that was it. No, that was not <laughs> the case. <laughs> um, right. I had to pull back so
so many different layers uh, from myself in order to understand myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this that I understand that I am still healing and I am still evolving. So the more that I talk to people, the more that I begin to evolve and the more that I begin to heal. So one mm-hmm. of the things about me is that I am constantly evolving and I am constantly healing. I'm constantly healing an area that I swept under the rug. Mm. I'm constantly healing areas of past trauma. I am constantly at work on myself. And as a healer, as a dedicated healer, and as somebody that is dedicated to what you do and what you believe, I take my own medicine. Mm-hmm. I take my own medicine. I I talk to um I talk myself through some of the things through like my journaling. Um, I use my own bath salts. I use my own sprays mm-hmm. so that when I tell people about it, that right. it's not just off of another experience, off of somebody else's word. No, this mm-hmm. is off of my word. Right. And um, I don't want to be one of those fly-by-night healers that uh, that's just in a, you know, oh, this is just, this is just in season now. No, mm-hmm. I'm not one of those healers, and I don't ever want to be one of those fad healers. I want to be true and genuine. So I'm always constantly evolving, always constantly learning, always constantly healing. That That is just one of the important things about me that I just really want people to understand. So when they look at your website today versus in six months from now, then don't be surprised if there's something new on the menu (laughs) and if there's not something additional on your calendar in terms of uh, how you are moving in the world. (laughs) Yes, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Now, the best way for people to get in touch with you the best way for people to get in contact with me is um, you can reach me um, through my social media. Uh, that is the best way to get in contact with me um, through the social media that you provided earlier. Um, one of them is going to be my IG at Energy Lifting, and the other one is going to be off of uh, Facebook, which is going to be at Solistic Energy Lifting. So those are going to be the best ways that you can get in contact with me. If you send me a message, that way I can reach back out to you and contact you that way. Well, and if you pop up at Meditation on Memorial on a Tuesday or a Thursday, please do let Arthur know that you heard about this on his interview on the Psychic Insight Show. I love seeing from the post live comments, how far these interviews go. Um, One of my goals as a vibrarian is to create a living resource or to bring together the living tree of knowledge that is existing in each one of us. And so my hopes is that on the shelves of the Internet, so to speak, someone will come upon your book or your story, this moment in conversation that we've had, and they'll be able to, like, learn a little about who Arthur is and what it is like to be a preacher's son from Birmingham 
who now heals people through a variety of ways and holds a meditation uh, at a discount mall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that, <laughs> that story will be what that person needs to hear because there are no accidents. So if you're hearing this at any time through any of the podcast directories like iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or any of the four other places where this can show up, know that it was meant for you and you're not crazy. (laughs) The things you heard really were meant for you. And this really was the experience that someone had straight from your mouth, authors. uh, You know, there's no lie in the things that you shared. A very personal story. And I really am so grateful that you are willing to, you know, open yourself conversationally. You know, a lot of people do their job and they don't let you know really who they are, but who you are is so very uh, key to the way that you are doing your conscious business that it's just really valuable to get to have this more intimate conversation with you. So I thank you for that. Well, thank you for having me. I'm going to see if we have any questions from the folks who are uh, on the line real quick. One moment here. Let's see. Caller number 2089, you're on the Psychic Inside Show. Did you have a question or comment for Arthur this evening? Good evening. Well, sure. Um, of of. All of the gifts that you have or of the the spiritual, um, I don't know what the word is, but out of all of the things that you do, what's your favorite? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm scared to name just one favorite, but if I had to name one of the favorites that I have at this time, it is definitely going to be uh, my Reiki. Uh, that is going to be one of my favorites uh, because I can see so much and there's so much that happens uh, within that Reiki session, whether it's healing, whether it's somebody just crying and just releasing all of the energy that they have or that they don't want anymore. I would say that it is Reiki. That That is one of my favorite gifts. Nice. How can we book a session with you? Well, you can definitely DM me. Um, if you have uh, Instagram, um, you can DM me at uh, Energy Lifting. And uh, if you want to reach out to me through via Facebook, it's going to be um, Solistic Energy Lifting. And you can just definitely DM me that way, and I can uh, see if we can get you scheduled on our books. Sounds like fun. Thank you. (laughs) All right. All right. Thank thank you, caller. All right. So, yeah, I think this is exciting. The Atlanta area connection, those of you who are not here, let me just tell you, in case you don't know, Reiki is not an in-person required healing service. It is a it is universal life force energy that is used in a specific healing modality, and this is accessible anywhere in the world from a Reiki practitioner 
it's just part of what you learn how to do is uh, a lot of us send our dis- our energy off into the distance in a unorganized way. <laughs> you know, we're not often present mm-hmm. with our energy, but Reiki is a way to send it distantly in a healing and purposeful fashion that is going to flow as it needs to flow through the universal pathways of life force energy. So if you're not in Atlanta, don't worry. You too can have some energy lifting <laughs> with Arthur. So. Yes, you can. Yeah, so Arthur, I thank you this evening, really. Um, I'm so glad that the universe saw fit to have our paths cross. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Uh, The episode, this will be up on YouTube uh, by tomorrow, and you'll be able to listen to the replay and also find contact information in the description box going forward. Now, um, next week, I do have an interview lined up, so we will be back on Tuesday at 8 p.m. for another episode of the Psychic Inside Show, and we're also getting ready for some new episodes of Conversational Elevation with the Vibrarian. I've got some interesting topics and guests lined up. We're going to be talking about plant medicine ritual practices such as altars and spiritual baths. We've already talked about crystals. We're going to circle back to that. I think we're going to talk about CBD. Um, I mean, there's just so many things that we've got to talk about, and so that will be coming up soon in the coming weeks, so please stay tuned. I appreciate each and every one of you who have tuned in, Arthur, Thank you again for coming on this evening for the Psychic Inside Show. And I know that uh, your Thursday meditation will be powerful. And then on Saturday, that the people who need to be exposed to the energy that you are pulling together in that center will come. They will be drawn by the resonance and the opportunity that that gathering presents them to be connected with other people who are about healing themselves, you know, at the fundamental core of it all. So I'm so grateful for you, Arthur. No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, to each of you who's been listening, I just know that the light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.